Hello and welcome to this episode of the ESG Fitness Podcast. I'm back from yesterday because I chatted to Catherine too much and didn't get through the questions. So I'm here to answer the rest of the Q&A and probably to say some other stuff as well. Firstly, I got this lovely message this morning, which was from a client who's finishing up. And she said, my journey with ESG over the past few months has been truly transformative. Thanks for the program. I found my way back to healthy nutrition, physical activity and a positive headspace. The program has turbocharged me. Love that. And equipped me with practical tools to implement substantial lifestyle changes. Sorry, substantial changes in my lifestyle. (laughs) I'm stronger, fitter, lighter. And, um, and I feel like a million bucks. I'm really grateful for all the thought, time and effort that you and the other coaches have put into this program. Thank you so much for enriching me every day with all the excellent content that you put out. You are truly an inspiration, not only as a fitness coach, but also as an empowered, authentic woman, uh, a successful business owner and an awesome human. How lovely is that? Like imagine starting your day like that. What a day I've had already. And it's only 1.30 on Friday. Oh, Today I'm I'm full of like a lot of good vibes this week. So that's been exciting. Okay, right, to the commit to six questions. Kathy, advice for progress photos. I know my body has changed and I took uh, photos with a bikini top and a bikini top and sports bra. Bikini oh sorry, bikini bottoms and sports bra. <laughs> Love that like my mind just thinks bikini and then top. Anyway. Um, bikini bottoms and sports bra and all I can focus on is my loose skin then I don't see the progress anymore okay so many points about this one if for advisory progress photos I would definitely try and keep them in the same place so wherever you're taking your progress photos same place same lighting same pose because you want to compare between the two now you have to try and take the emotion out of it a little bit and instead of looking for critiquing your body, you're just looking for changes between the two photos. This is where actually some coaching can come in really helpful because a lot of people do have like maybe not the diagnostic criteria of body dysmorphia, but we see ourselves in a very different way. I think this is even shown when when you're shown a picture of yourself versus shown a picture of somebody that you love or even just somebody else. Like when you when you're shown a picture of yourself, you look immediately for imperfections or for the things that you actively don't like about yourself when they do like eye tracking it's like when you see a group picture you'll immediately look for yourself and then you'll look for certain body parts that you have um hang-ups over so it's to an extent a normal human emotion to be doing that um obviously you should minimize that but that's easier said than done and I think with progress photos it sometimes an external opinion is really really useful which we are obviously always happy to give okay Naomi okay maybe a bit of a weird one but what does quote-unquote normal life look like in maintenance I'm sort of missing the crutch of I'm on a diet to help make decisions I know I'm still using the program to lean on this good question We spoke about maintenance a lot in the last episode. So if you're listening to this and for some reason you haven't listened to the last episode, then I would go and listen to that because we went into quite big detail into both how myself and Catherine live at maintenance and enjoy our lives. I still think, because you've kind of said here, like I, 
I use I'm on a diet to help make decisions, right? What a better way of thinking about this is either what would my future self thank me for when you're making decisions or if you're doing the values journal or the commit six journal which shockingly are quite similar um it's just slight changes in the commit six one which goes along with the commit six program but anyway the questions are very similar the whole point of these is that you're living a life in line with what's most important to you i.e you're living a life in line with your values And so you can make judgments based on that, or you can make choices based on that. Okay, right, what's in line with my value here, right? That might still be, oh, my value is health. And it might still be that, you know what? I have already had pizza this week. I'm probably not gonna pick the big greasy burger. I might go for something a little bit more healthy. You would still use those kind of frames to make decisions. I'm always thinking that, like, what will my future self be thankful for? What actions can I do today to know that I finished today closer to my goal. Now think of it bigger with your goals. I'm going to come on to this later actually, but your goals shouldn't just be about physique, right? Often they start with my goal is fat loss. And then quite quickly, when you've done the journaling work, kind of opens up to, okay, well actually what's the life, what what does my life look like in a perfect way, right? And usually that means being fit and healthy, right? So you still have your I guess, more physique-based or body composition-based or fat loss-based in certain situations, goals. And then you have like, I want to get my steps in anyway. I want to train anyway. I want to eat healthy, nutritious food that's going to make me feel my best. And then you start to look at other areas of your life, right? And this is where you're kind of thinking about your values, thinking about what's most important to you, and then making sure that your actions each day are in line with them. And checking in on yourself each day to be like, were my actions today really in line with the life that I want to live? And nobody will get that right every day. Nobody. And in fact, life doesn't allow you to get it right every day because things pop up, right? You might have you might have one day that you live in line with the value of, I don't know, family, but that also meant that you went massively over your calories and that wasn't in line with your goal of health because at the moment, losing fat is going to be the best thing you can do for your health. But that over time, what you want is like this week, did I make choices that were in line with my values? And some days that different values will take priority. But that's a frame I use all the time. Like, am I living the life that I want to live? Or am I taking actions to create the life that I want to live? And there'll always be seasons to this. We spoke about this in the last episode about like maintenance and how at certain points of the year, like you might have a slightly higher weight and at certain points you might have a slightly lower weight and that's completely normal and not something you need to worry about. So yeah, hopefully that's useful. Okay, next question, Lisa. Hi, my question, is it okay not to have a goal weight? Firstly, I'm just gonna answer this with yes, we wouldn't suggest that anybody has a goal weight. The reason for that is that you cannot possibly know how you're gonna look feel or perform at a given weight you might think um no Emma I do know because I used to weigh 60 kilograms and that's when I felt my best and that's when I performed my best and that's when I liked how I looked my best but your body changes all the time right so like as an example for me 60 kilograms when I was at uni would look very different than 60 kilograms now because I used to be able to train legs much harder right so I used to have a lot more muscle mass on my legs I didn't have that amount of muscle mass anymore. So like 60 kilograms, my body composition would look very different. So same weight, different body composition, right? And again, obsessing over weight, especially if you're someone who's 
started resistance training, if you're like, yeah, but I used to only weigh whatever. Apparently I'm obsessed with 60 kilograms today. So I used to only weigh 60 kilograms. Okay, but you also used to not resistance train. So you didn't have the extra weight of muscle. And all the other things, I mean, there's so many examples of this, especially if you're tying your weight to how happy you were at that time of your life. Like I'm thinking back like, oh great, I loved uni. It was like literally some of the best times in my life. Saying that, actually, I love my life now as well. Anyway, point being, some people will tie their happiness to what they weighed at that time. And it's probably the least important thing. Like it's probably the, has almost no correlation to why you were happy at that time. Apart from potentially reverse correlation. So by that, I mean like, let's say when you got married, you were 60 kilograms and you were like, I was as happy as ever at that time. Okay, but two things here. One, you might have weighed 60 kilograms because you were genuinely happy and your life was great and maybe you didn't have that many other constraints on it so you could diet and exercise. And hey, remember when you're in a good mood and you're feeling happy most of the time, it's much easier to look after yourself. So there could be that. So it's almost like reverse correlation. Or it could be that at that time you had completely different life stresses, right? Maybe maybe you weren't perimenopausal like you are now, or maybe you don't have didn't have three kids or a high-powered job or just completely different life constraints. So don't tie too much to a goal weight. Anyway, this question goes on. The reason I ask is when I started this journey on Commit to Six back in October, I had a weight in my head that I wanted to get to. I hit that goal weight and then some. That's how good Commit to Six is, guys. (sighs) Yeah, you're welcome. Right, I soon realised that what I thought was that weight or what I thought that that weight would look like didn't. I'm still on fat loss journey, but I don't feel like I need to have a goal weight anymore. My relationship with the scales is so much better. I love weighing, weighing in daily. The scales don't control my mood anymore because I know the reasons behind the fluctuations. So should I focus on how I feel in my clothes and progress photos and my strength goals rather than having a goal weight? It feels weird not to have a goal weight as I feel like that's what I focused on for most of my adult life. Hope that makes sense. Thank you for the amazing support. It makes absolute sense, but I would recommend that nobody has a goal weight. Like, and exactly this point, you might get to it and think, I actually still have a little bit of weight I want to lose or a little bit of fat I want to lose more to the point or you might get to it or you might get close to it and think I'm really happy with my with my physique now oh but I've still got two kilograms to lose why (laughs) why do you have two kilograms to lose you're like yeah I'm really happy where I am got great life balance my performance is good I'm enjoying food I'm enjoying exercise love my physique but I set this random target weight So if I don't get to that, like, it's obviously a failure. It's so strange, like, the mentality behind it. When you really think about it, it it maketh zero sense to have a goal weight because you can't possibly know how you'll feel or how you'll look when you get there. So, yes, I would agree, Lisa. Scrap that goal weight and crack on doing what you're doing. And then when you feel your best... Or around, because the other point, the other reason that you shouldn't have a scale weight is your weight will fluctuate all the time. Like even at maintenance, it's still going to fluctuate. So having a specific weight makes very little sense. Okay, now I have a question slash discussion point from one of my one-to-ones. So he says, 
I have a long dieting past, starting in 2007, when I started dieting for combat sports. Ever since then, my weight has gone up and up following each diet, pretty common. Especially when you're doing like extreme diets for combat type sports, where you have to reach a weight category or where there's like a distinct advantage to being lighter despite yeah okay anyway the most recent pattern I have noticed is to have a spell of dieting in which I easily lose weight but then my mind seems to wander and I decide to stop then following that I begin to revert to stress eating binges and generally not looking after myself When this happens, I tend to tell myself I can't control, sorry, I can't afford, (laughs) where that came from. When this happens, I tend to tell myself I can't afford to carry on with coaching or life is too stressful, both of which have elements of truth. However, I have to find a balance as I know ultimately they are choices I make and have, and every choice, uh, what does that say? And every choice always has a condition or effect or will affect other decisions. Yes, true. Okay, or other coaches have said, you just don't want it enough at this point, or things to that effect, which in some way is true. But I know, but I now feel I have been plagued with struggling with my weight and body image for a long time, and I want to put it to bed once and for all. I guess the main thing I want to discuss is not putting weight back on long term. Okay, got a few things to say on this. So the first thing that I kind of want to draw some attention to is, given I know the context of this, right, this this individual's pretty lean. And when they diet down, they get, I would say, very lean. For some people, this just isn't maintainable long term, right? So when you say, like, I get to a certain point and then my mind seems to wander or I decide to stop, sometimes that's because it is that much harder. Or once you get there, like, maintenance still requires quite a lot of restriction right and you kind of end up resenting the fact that it requires that much restriction so part of this could be that you are trying to maintain too low a weight and actually the problem isn't that you put on weight it's that you put on a lot of weight right the problem is then stress eating binges and not looking after yourself and putting on a lot of weight now if you got to say the end of your diet especially if you're getting quite lean And then you thought, right, it's now maintenance time. What I would do is accept that you will probably put on a little bit of body fat after that. And that's probably where you're going to sit at maintenance, right? This is basically what I do, right? I sit probably a a little bit bigger than what I'd like to be most of the time. And then if I'm like, oh, I'm going on holiday or, oh, I just want to tighten up for some reason. Like you do like a two to three week diet where, and I wouldn't even call it a diet. Like you're just tweaking your food a little bit actually it's that much easier and that much less stressful and that much less time consuming and like brain energy consuming to just eat a little bit more you'll find that you perform better in the gym in other areas of life in your social life like I know that that's a very important element to you as well if you just eat that little bit more and you accept that your body fat will be just a tiny bit more right so you're not absolutely shredded but you're still in incredible shape. Now, if there's ever a point where you're like, oh, me and my wife are going on holiday, great. Like we tighten things up for a few weeks. The other thing I think is important, especially if you're like, I want to discuss not putting on weight long-term or not putting back on weight. And again, I want to be clear about the magnitude of weight here. So a little bit of weight, probably totally normal, somewhat inevitable, not really a bad thing. 
swinging in this yo-yo pattern, that's where the issue is. So what I would say is try and commit to the long game. Like this is life now. If you want to maintain these results, you need to maintain the actions that got you there. But I say that like within a range, because the problem here isn't that you put on a little bit, it's that you put on a little bit and then you think you've ruined it or you give up fully on your diet and you don't stick to any of it. And then you start to yo-yo up and down, right? And then you put on a load of weight and then you reach a point where you're like, I really need to do something about this. I'll start working with a trainer again. And the exact same cycle happens again. How we avoid that is accepting a little bit of leeway, a little bit of fluctuations. I don't do this with weight, but some people might. So if you wanted to continue weighing yourself at maintenance, I kind of don't really see a point after a certain period of time. Like I shared this in the last episode, but the way that I measure if I'm in a comfortable position is, you know, the usual of like how you feel. However, putting on weight is quite a gradual thing, even though it can feel like it happens quite quickly. So you might not really notice it. And then, you you know, people say like, well, you don't just suddenly wake up 10 pounds heavier. Sometimes it kind of feels like you do, you know, because you, you're slowly, put, you're not putting on 10 pounds overnight, but every day is a little bit more. And then you're like, oh God, like what have I, oh wow. Like I have actually put on quite a lot, right? So it can kind of creep up on you. So the way that I measure this, because weight doesn't really mean anything to me, is pull-ups. So I'm like, if I can't do 10 pull-ups, and this doesn't have to be 10, like it could be one, it could be five, it could be two push-ups, it could be whatever, right? Whatever that is for you, there's a certain performance marker. If I can't do that, then I know I need to trim down a little bit, right? Or I know like I'm putting on a little bit too much weight, or maybe I've not been training very well. Like, so it's kind of, it encompasses a few things, because I'm sure if I just stopped training, but I didn't put on any weight, like I'd have the same issue, like you can't perform at the same level. And both of those things are important to me. If anything, the health aspects of exercise are probably more important to me. So I would set yourself something like that. So when we get to the point that we want to maintain, I'd be like, right, this is always going to be a range that we want to maintain. How do we measure that we're within that kind of range? And then we can put things in place to make sure that if you do go above that range, then okay, like let's tweak things, let's tighten things up. And the difference between this and what you were doing previously is you're not going miles off track. You actually will just catch yourself and be like, "Mm, okay, right, tweaking things up, uh, tweaking things for a little, maybe a couple of weeks, and then I'm back on track and I'm staying within that range. And by the way, this you implement for the rest of your life. And then finally on this point, and quite honestly, most importantly, you work with me now and I am the maintenance queen. So really you don't have anything to worry about. Okay, moving on. This week, I also got some feedback from the current commit members. I am always looking to improve. So this was so, so useful. And to me, feedback is absolutely gold. It is without a doubt the best way to improve because instead of guessing what people might possibly want, you can literally just ask them and they'll tell you. I know it's it's absolutely mind blowing, but this is the thing, okay? So I go out of my way to get feedback at every opportunity. Sometimes it hurts, not gonna lie. Like I got some feedback about public speaking and I was like, hmm, yeah. It's honestly one of the most valuable things I've ever done, but does someone critiquing everything about you like dent your ego a little bit? Yeah, a little bit, but not if you can see it as the reason I'm getting this is so I can improve on it. Like I'd much rather someone tell me that I do something wrong so that I can improve on it than just sit there unhappy. So harsh and critical feedback is probably the most valuable, even if 
it feels a little bit painful, right? It is a gift, a painful gift, but it's a gift. Kind of like tough love, you know? It's kind of like my clients having the ability to give tough love back to me, because <laughs> normally it's me giving it to them. But under the premise of like, I'm telling you this because I want the absolute best for you and I want you to get results. So I'm not gonna sugarcoat everything. I'm gonna tell you how it is. And then I'm gonna give you the support to implement it. Saying that, the feedback that I'm about to share is actually incredibly positive, um, but I wanted to share it because it will give you a bit of an insight into Commit to Six. So I asked a few clients, um, what have you achieved on Commit to Six? Why don't you share some wins? And one of them from Dawn was such a huge mindset shift, which I'm gonna come on to because this seems to be the fundamental thing. <laughs> Not really shocking if you've listened to any of my podcasts, but, I can't emphasize enough how much it's the change in mindset that is the key. It's not like the secret calories. It's not our secret workouts. Like both of those are excellent. And I set all the calories individually and I write all the workouts and I will say top notch, but it's not that it's the mindset shift. That's what's distinctly different. So anyway, Dawn says I'm focused on ticking off the process steps and not on the outcome goal, but more broadly, just living my life whilst doing all the other things that will help me achieve my goals and be the best human I can. Love that. And then Keely's saying I've achieved so much in the, the 10 months that I've been on Commit to Six. I got my goal weight in December and I've put on a few kilograms since due to various health conditions. I'm so much stronger. I'm lifting heavier weights. I do the weighted workouts at home. The muscle definition is real. I turned 50 and it was my challenge to be the healthiest version of myself. I honestly think I've achieved that physically, mentally, and emotionally. Incredible. And then she says, my nutrition has improved so much. Protein, fruit, veg, and fiber means I am satiated and have energy all the time. My mindset is entirely different since starting Commit to Six. Oh, mindset again. I've been able to find balance with having a healthy lifestyle. Food and and socialising are a pleasure of mine and I'm now able to balance it all. I understand life is not linear and not to be affected by scale weight changes and fluctuations. I recognise that my health values are extremely important to me, but so are my life experiences. Within this mindset, I've been able to find a calm and peace. I've pretty much followed all the advice from my coach, who's Catherine, by the way, incredible. Listen to all of the podcasts. Emma and the Commit Six team are so real, knowledgeable and compassionate. When I listen to a podcast or the coach's advice, I always think it just makes so much sense. The Commit Six platform has provided me with a holistic approach to my health goals. Originally, it was just about fat loss, but now I see that it's so much more. This is literally everybody that starts. Anyway, I am literally loving my healthful life, thanks to Commit Six love that. Uh, Rachel's uh, short and sharp on this one. She says, I lost a few pounds so far, kept a plan for the longest time I ever have. I've never felt hungry and I've enjoyed the community. Perfect. And then Joanne saying that she lost two stone, uh, has a more positive outlook on life and self-belief and the belief that I can achieve things as long as I am consistent. I think that's such a universal thing. Um, Naomi saying that she went from doing three to six full solid pull-ups. Absolutely love that. I've dropped a bit of weight and I kept my weight where I want to through the holidays, weekends away and birthday celebrations. So also nailing mindset, sorry, nailing maintenance. 
I was thinking of mindset because mindset is by far the biggest change. And I think this is a quote from um, a client as well. It was this that surprised me. I came for fat loss, but I got so much more. The mindset change was everything. And again, Naomi talking about mindset has been the biggest change for me. I'm still working on myself, but I've really learned so much about imperfect action and just and not just spiraling to the deep end when things aren't exactly right. I've learned that I can live my life and still have health and fitness goals. The two are not mutually exclusive. And I've learned to reach out to my lovely coach, Catherine. Catherine gets so much love. She is the best. Um, I mean, not the best. They're all the best, but she's very good. Whenever I've needed and I've learned that the number on the scale is just data and not a measure of self-worth. I manage to believe this almost all of the time. I mean, we're all human, right? Um, On this program, I feel supported, empowered and in control rather than judged, confused and frustrated like I have on other diets. Love hearing that. And it is exactly the environment that we want to create and that we have created. This is an interesting one. I always really, and I've just said... I really like feedback, but it's always really interesting to me to see which certain aspects people take away from. So like people talk about imperfect action all the time. And then this bit of feedback about daily weigh-in. So um, Joanne saying daily weigh-ins have really helped with my mindset before it would feel like a hopeless situation when the scales went up. But now I have a quiet confidence that it's hormones or it's food volume or it's something else there's still a little way to go but the change is huge already and I think that really does make a difference I think some people assume that looking at things more like oh we don't want to focus too much on the scale weight then why are we weighing every single day when you realize it's just a data point and that if we have more of those data points they become a little bit more accurate compared to just taking one where you could be caught on like a, a high fluctuation for example can make it look like, hey, I've not lost any weight, but actually you have, you've just taken it on a day where your weight is abnormally higher for a variety of reasons, or it could be for a variety of reasons. And this bit of feedback from Rachel is really, one of the things I really want people to get from coaching with me, just because it can impact every single area of your life. And that's really what I hope. Like, I don't think that fat loss is the be all and end all, but actually what you get from doing something hard, like losing body fat, has this huge impact on other areas. So she's saying that she felt out of control and as if her weight was only going to carry on going up. And then she feels now that I that she can make a change and see a difference and that she can transfer that into other areas of her life. She says that I'm 49 and I'm feeling quite powerless about life. But this is helping me realise that if I can change something like my weight, I can change other things in my life as well. And the impact is small steps and consistency and that's so true for all areas of life like if you want to change it you can you only get one so if you're not happy with it make sure that you're not waiting for the right time because it's not coming along if you're not happy where you are now make some changes because it will not be easier tomorrow in fact it will probably only be harder as an example of this if you first started dieting when you first thought oh I'm putting on a little bit of weight it probably would have been quite easy, right? I've spoken a lot about maintenance here and about when you notice your weight creeping up or when you notice your performance dropping or when you kind of feel that your clothes are tighter or you can't do as many pull-ups if you're me, like whatever it is, 
that's when you make a little tweak versus waiting till you're so far off track or you've put on so much weight that you then need to start a whole diet again instead of just making those little tweaks to stay just around where you want to be. And I love this from Maria. I feel much more confident as I feel more like myself. At the start of the program, I thought I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't make it through the six weeks as it looks so hard. And here I am seven months on and I'm still meeting the targets. I feel much more positive or at least better able to reframe in a more positive way. Despite having some bad news, I'm not letting it get to me in the same way. Again, seeing how the changes that we make on Commit 6 can impact your broader life. Like anyone who's fully engaged in this program leaves a much more positive person with the skills of the reframe, which is like my life mantra. Like how can I reframe this to see the positive in it, to see it in a different light? And I think if you apply that to all areas of life, you just live such a happier, healthier life. And what's more important than living a life that you enjoy more? Probably not very much. And here is another example of that from Lisa. When I started, I thought, let's try another diet plan. I've added in the, she didn't actually say that in her written check-in, but hey, that's just me. Um, let's start another diet plan and see how I get on. But it's been so much more. It's not just a diet, it's a lifestyle change. My life is changing because of it in more ways than one. I'm more positive, And if I can't get to the gym, then I look for what I can do on that day, which before now I would have just not done. I still go out for meals and I enjoy dinner with my family rather than thinking I can't have that because I'm quote unquote on a diet. Even my little boy comments now when I'm exercising that we exercise to be healthy, not um, to be healthy. Oh, we exercise to be healthy, don't we mummy? And he joins in. Love the impact on kids as well. I think this is such an important thing that if your kids see you, the biggest role model they have in their whole life at the moment, exercising, that has such a massive impact on them as well. And she says, I love that it's rubbing off on him. I don't have as many treats in the house and he's eating better as well, um, as well as me. So again, it can have this huge impact on the people around you if you start making these healthy choices. I love this one as well. This is Sharon who has been on Commit to Six for well over a year now. And she says that she was in a fixed mindset that the only way that she was able to lose weight was through extreme measures, eating fresh air to lose weight quickly, which soon which soon came back on. Also that I was too old and my metabolism has changed over the years. I always expected scale weight loss each week or else I was failing. Now I know otherwise. And I think those are such common thought processes either I'm aging now, this is just part of the process, absolutely not true, or I have to massively over-restrict to lose weight, again, absolutely not true, and I think these both link into the expectation of seeing weight loss every single week or, or something's not working, right, because then you just lower your calories until you do start seeing weight loss, which is unsustainable, so then you end up putting the weight back on, And you have this thought in your head that maybe it's your metabolism that's broken because whenever you do do the sensible diet of, I don't know, 1800 calories, you probably don't see weight loss every single week in the linear fashion that you would like. And that's why people end up giving up. But as soon as you realise, hey, it won't be linear, that the scales don't measure fat loss directly and that you can do this, and actually really the only way that you can do it is without the extreme measures, because the extreme measures by definition cannot be maintained long term, 
then you start to really make progress and get long-term sustainable results and put an end to lifelong yo-yo dieting. I have a ton more feedback that I could read out, but I think most people get the gist. I'm going to stop there. If this sounds like the kind of program that you need to reach your goals, we would absolutely love to have you. Head over to esgfitness.co.uk forward slash commit six. The link is in the show notes. There's also a link to WhatsApp me directly if you want to talk to me before signing up. And I hope you have a fantastic day, whatever you're doing.